right, and welcome back to the Lambency Show. I am Lambency, joined by our weekly anime recap co-host, Mikey RP Gamer. Mikey, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, my guy. How are you doing? I am hanging in there. For those of you wondering why his camera is off and stuff, he decided he wanted to go on VTuber-only mode, and unfortunately, I do not have the technology to do VTuber-only. And by that, I mean he is shirtless right now, and we're not trying to get banned. <laughs> You're not wrong, okay? You're not wrong. Um, yeah, he's, he's hit the nail on the head. It's, uh, it's very hot here still in the UK. Uh, I'm suffering miserably. And uh, I'm about to go on holiday soon, so my clothes are a bit sparse. Oh, <laughs> uh, gee, so have you had anything going on this past week and stuff uh, that you need to catch us up on before we get into this? Or do you want to just get this party started? Uh, I've had anything going on this week. Uh, no, no, not a Master Effect. It's actually been a nice, quiet week for once. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's get on with it. Let's go. All right, starting off, we got some Black Summoner. Uh, episode... Eight? Episode 8, yes. So this was Return to Path and the Goddess Arrives. And uh, it, le- it led off of the last episode. So this one was all about... It started off with them actually training the heroes now that they'd actually revealed who they really were and why they fought them in the first place to gauge the hero's strength and trying to see where they are at. So they trained them for a bit and it was cool. And uh, I-, I liked seeing like the interaction. Like We finally got a bit of a- interaction with the actual heroes of the story. Um, and then things just got weird. So we we follow our heroes. Uh, sorry, our heroes. I'm saying they're not the real heroes. You know what I mean? Um, and they suddenly have these. What should I call it? They suddenly on their passes. And I've I went back in previous episodes to check this right, and they suddenly had these logos on their passes that they didn't have before. And I'm not sure if if I noticed a little bit of plot hole here, but. In the episode, it states you've had these for a while now. This little winged icon that means that you um, can teleport and go through summon gates and things like that to quickly cross around the world. And I was like, wait, no, they haven't. I've never noticed this logo before. What the hell? Uh, so, yeah, they, they basically can now use any of the big teleportals. Um, we found this woman also from Japan who'd been transported to this world, uh, who ironically enough was cultivating rice and our hero. Uh, RMC, sorry. Really wanted some of that, of course, being j- Japanese and rice and loves rice. You know, you know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah, so that was quite funny to see, like, oh my god, he finally gets to have rice in this new world. Now, one of the best things was we can finally summon the goddess, goddess Melfina, and holy hot damn, lamb, she is a hottie. She is 10 out of 10. Perfect. And out like, of 10 would, would uh, holler at again? Yeah, 10 out of 10 would holler out again. Um, too baddie. Like, literally, I, I, I was like, whoa. Even even our MC was like, okay, yeah, previous me was right. She is my type. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she kind of came back out of nowhere after they all of a sudden, you know, now they're not on the heroes. Oh, wow. Well, I wonder what this coincidence is. Now she's back. You're being a little bit too sus, girl. You're being a little sus, okay? Um, oh, they also want to bought a house. That was the other thing in this episode, the main plot point. They bought a house, and like each area of the house is like dedicated to each one. So like a big boy in armor. Listen, this is in basement. Sword Art Online and Floor Twenty Eight. Okay, it's turning into it. Okay, it's turning into it. Um, so, so what yeah, are we going to do it, after? Let's get married. <laughs> <laughs> the most, the most casual marriage <laughs> request ever. It's not even that romantic. He's just like, let's get married. You know why not? Why not? So. It's quite interesting to see 
Um, our redhead character. No, I'm bad with names. We, we've gathered this. Our redhead character in the team, though, uh, the the demon lord's daughter. She is a powerhouse, and she is quickly growing on me as my favorite character in the series. I think now. Um, so I rate this episode a ten out of ten, solid. Uh, mostly because I really enjoy the feel good episodes, like the episodes where you see, oh, they're training, oh, they've got these new powers, oh, they got this new house, oh, we got this new character. It's still ticking all the boxes, really. And Black Summoners gave me that much action so far that I'm not going to downgrade an episode just because this episode didn't have, like, any any fights in it. I mean, because, I mean, we did have a little bit of action at the start, seeing the heroes train. Um, so, all in all, it, it was a great, solid episode. And Black Summoner, I gotta say, even though some weeks might not have been my number one, I think of all the animes this season has been the most consistent. Fair enough. Sounds like you're enjoying it. 100%. I think... Um, it's a very easy anime to enjoy for anyone. All right, moving along, we have uh, RWBY. <laughs> We're never going to get through this, Willem. No. No. No, I'm, I'm never going to get that right, so, you know. I, I, so... I'll just leave it to you, and I'm... I, listen, anime is one of those things where you have some diehard fans that would be willing to kill me if I get that wrong, to which I say... You're I'm, lucky. To which I say I'm tired of paying bills anyway, so bring it on. Do it. Do it. Come here with misery. You'd be doing me a favor. You. So... Ruby, episode 9, my dream, your dream. Uh, what to say about this episode? I enjoyed it, but it left a lot to be desired. There were plot holes. We were kind of skipping to and fro. I'm kind of confused at the moment, like how Ruby has now ended up in her own kind of like prison kind of dream. And it's all very... Uh, does that make sense? It's, it's becoming very... You miss... you, Ruby, you're not holding up to... Ruby, your standards. You know, the the official, you know, frontline series that is still going hits the plot points every time, hits the action. But this spin-off side series made by Japanese producers in a real anime format, trying to harness the same energy and the same hype for a series that isn't meant to be designed this way, um, was also trying to tell a side story that wasn't really touched upon in Ruby, if at all. Changing some of the official, you know, mainline plot points of Ruby as well. I just feel like they're being a bit too adventurous and need to rein it in a bit. Like, the episode itself looks great. The action was great. The character interaction is always great, but it's being lost on the story and the things that they're changing. And some creators just take it a bit too far. And what's worse is you're well within your rights to take a project far, okay? You're well within your rights to go wild with it. But when that project isn't originally yours, when this series isn't originally yours, I just don't feel like it's doing justice. Like, so Ruby was a very big part of like me growing up um, through my through my mid teenage years, and Monty Owen, who our late Monty, I'm sorry, the creator who is no longer with us, unfortunately, he had a vision, okay, and that vision is still being re- re- released and fulfilled to this day in Ruby itself. I just starting to feel like this is detracting from it a bit, and they need to rein it in a bit and and get themselves together. I don't. I I rated it an eight out of ten this week, and I really hope next week it ain't gonna drop any lower because I love this series. Ruby is one of my most favorite series of all time. I'm loving the anime style, but it's just losing so much, and they need to be careful. That that's that's my two pence on it at the moment. Mm. So it's losing its own plot, basically. Yeah, it's. Having an identity crisis. Well, these things happen. We shall uh, keep an eye on that and hope that it doesn't continue that way and hope it refines itself. For sure. I hope so. 
So now for something you have rated a 10 of 10, I see you have rated uh, for episode 18 a couple of cuckoos. A couple of cuckoos. Yes. The full so 10 this, out of 10. This was one I managed to watch today. Uh, I haven't got the extra title for that, weirdly enough. Crunchyroll uh, has a weird thing with a couple of cuckoos uh, where it doesn't like to put the latest episode title on the episode until next week. So, like, this week it dropped uh, episode 18. We won't see the title for that until next week when it drops episode 19. And I just... Put, that's, that's like, this is my little rant a second, like... <laughs> Why Crunchyroll? Why are you doing this? Stop stop being weird with this. But I just Googled it, uh, and it's called Who Is That Person? Okay. So, who a couple of cuckoos. It? Exactly. Who is that person? So, this was leading off the last episode where they went for a study session. Um, and it was Nagi, Erica, and Hiro. And Shion kind of invites himself as well. Um, during this episode... It starts with Erica and Nagi going to a shrine, uh, doing the... I'm not sure... And some, people who watch some animes might be familiar with this. Um, they're doing a... The, oh, what's it called? Like the bravery trial? Like they do it at night, and they go to a shrine, and it's, it's all about like surpassing your fears and things like that. Anyway, they get to this shrine, and then it's meant to be uh, Hero and Shion's turn. Shion has Googled this shrine, and it's like, wait, we're not going. And Hero's like, wait... Why? It's like, because uh, this is a marriage shrine. And <laughs> Hero instantly, instantly texts Nagi and says, we forfeit. Uh, whilst Nagi and Erica are already at the shrine, kind of alluding to the fact that it's likely Nagi and Erica are going to get married in the future. Um, which is, it's a, it's a nice little Easter egg kind of plot point, you know, kind of a foreshadowing for the future. Um, sadly, however, Sachi comes down sick with a fever and is hospitalized uh, whilst they're all out stargazing. Uh, and it really goes to show that Nagi himself will drop everything for his sister. Not because he has like a kind of sister complex and is in love with her or anything like that. Just because he cares and prioritizes her above everything else, his own happiness included. Um, he's a very protective brother. So the moment he heard that she was in hospital, he ran. He ran straight away and went straight there. Um, and it was very heartwarming to see. Because you, in animes like this, when characters do that, it's usually because they're like in love with their sister. But for this, it was very was heartwarming. It's just fulfilling, you know? It, it was nice to watch. It wasn't weird. And it was, it was really nice. Um, next day, he goes home and whatnot and bumps back into Erica. And they kind of seem to have like a little bit of conflict. Like he ran off. She said he has a sister complex, etc. He apologizes. And then Nagi realizes due to her response, it kind of dawns on him that they have different upbringings. Uh, and he literally has no clue about like Erica's personal life. So he tries to learn more and he confronts him about the one thing she said right at the start of the series, about the person she's trying to find. Having realised it must be someone she loves in a similar way that he loves his sister. Um, so he goes up front and asks her about it, regardless of the consequences. They have like a little water fight and then she gets serious and says, are you sure you're ready to know? And uh, kind of cuts off. Now, if I'm to run a prediction for the next episode, my prediction is she has a brother. And my prediction is she's already put two and two together at this point and realized her brother isn't actually her brother. And her brother is probably Nagi's brother. That is my prediction going off of the photos that we've seen. Ooh, and uh, I'm, I'm guessing 
she hasn't told him yet because she doesn't think he's ready to learn or hasn't been ready to learn up to this point that he has a brother after realizing his sister isn't actually his sister. Hmm. So it's it's getting spicy. It sounds like a couple <laughs> of cuckoos up here. Well, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's getting very good. <laughs> All right. Well, we shall see what happens in the next episode then. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Moving forward, I know this is one of your favorites, but we have Licorice Recoil. So, uh... What I do, so to give you guys some like, information, what I do through the week is I watch like two or three a day and update it right up until the day of. This is this along with uh, Ruby is one of the ones I watch today, um, and this takes anime of the week. Oh boy! And when I say anime of the week, I mean within the first five minutes. Uh, last episode left off with uh, our MC uh, Hishato. 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 That's the word. Um, being shocked in her electric heart uh, by the owl company um, with these needles. Um, and obviously, Tachibana comes and saves her, and Sato is back, and is, everything seems happy. Dulani, you know, great. The doctor rescued her, then reveals to everyone that uh, Chisato only has two months left to live now. Um, basically, the electric shock short-circuited her heart, uh, and now they're no longer able to charge her. So she's unable to do too much extraneous activity, or if she does do it, it's going to reduce her lifespan further. And this gives Tachibana kind of a... She's she's conflicted because she feels bad, and she's kind of zoning out, and, like, she's after time to pick up the slack in their missions to, like, come and capture this guy who's trying to run off. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I I don't run, don't make me run, please, I'll get him. Because all she can think about right now is how can she save Chisato? Chisato, meanwhile, has gone and got the camera off of the uh, leader of the Likarish, um, which holds a photo from when she was little of the person who saved her, who is the big bad in this series. And uh, is maybe starting to put two and two together now. Um, and then she bribes the uh, the leader of the Likarish to allow Tachibana to come back in to the head offices uh, in exchange for Chisato helping her because they don't care that Chisato's life is about, is is got too much left. They'll use her and use her until she's dead. And she said, "Fine, you can use me so long as you allow Ch- Tajiban to come back." And the next scene cuts to a letter being delivered to the um, cafe saying, "You're allowed to come back." And Tajiban is even more conflicted because she's always wanted to go back, and now she doesn't want to leave Chisato. And uh, what's even more frustrating about this is at this point, I'd be getting so into it. I'd be going, right, I'm going to go read the manga. But this is an anime only by Crunchyroll. And uh, I'm on tender hooks, guys. I'm on tender hooks. This might be one of those few that it's an anime first and then they make a manga off of it. Oh, I, I think so. I think so, for sure. So it'll be it's interesting just, to see if they do that. Because it doesn't happen often. It has happened, though. Mm. All right, moving along, we got Engage Kiss. Oh, my. I need a minute. This episode. <clears throat> so before I watched League of Reach, okay? This was episode of the week. This hurt. Like, in ways you can't imagine. We find out so much. Firstly, we find out that his foster parent is actually a demon. Um, and he's playing the bad guy right up until the end of his death. Um, and sadly, our MC, Shu, kills him. He sacrifices all of his memories, remember? And I said that. So he gets his powers of this person to essentially kill him. To, to get the strength needed to kill him in his demon form. And uh, his foster dad says to um, the demon girl who uh, she was with, look after Shu for me. And we re- everyone realizes, oh shit, everything he said is a lie. He still cares about Shu. Fuck, what's he doing? Why is he dying? And then it cuts to the lead up to this. Everyone else apart from Shu literally 
knows that Shu's mother and sister is still alive. Everyone, apart from Shu, knows what really happened. And no one's been telling him. I say everyone, sorry, apart from his ex, apart from the demon girl. That's how well he's been hidden. And it's all because his mum, who isn't his mum, is his, technically his stepmom, is a demon. And not only is she a demon, she's the biggest, baddest demon of the lot. And she had a child with his father, the first human demon crossbreeded child, which is his sister. And the agreement was, we only know part of it, but we know that that his dad had to die for something that his mother wanted. Oh, that, sorry, his stepmother wanted, now that's been revealed. It was never in the agreement to kill Shu. She wanted to. She didn't see any need for him. But his foster dad saved him, who was also a demon. And then the rest of it was all set up. The mine explosion, everything, all set up. So we learn a lot. And it just doesn't feel right that this guy had to give up his life for, for nothing, basically. You could have just told the truth. But unfortunately... The organizations didn't want Shu to know about his parents because it could make Shu defective. It could make Shu not want to kill demons. And all they care about is power. Um, and sadly, this really annoys me, is that the demon who he works with, who obviously can obtain memories off of the enemies she kills, and then usually tells Shu, doesn't mention a single word of this to Shu, about his parents, about his past, nothing. And then the episode ends. And it's like so many reveals at once, but so sad. Like the whole tone of it is all rain and umbrellas and just pure sadness. Everyone's wearing black. It was so very well anthropomorphized that I was blown away by it, honestly. And like no one had a happy look on their face when they killed him either. It was honestly, not many episodes do it to me, but it almost brought a tear to my eye. It was it was hard to watch. Fair enough. Now before we move on and stuff, I got some images to show. Yeah, go for it. Um, first, let me pull this up here. So next up, we have Rent a Girlfriend, and I want to pull up this tweet from their official Twitter that I think Mikey will like. And no, it's not the one where I was teasing you, but I okay. do think you will like. This is the perfect girlfriend tweet by Rent a Girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Bear with me, I got stream delay. There's your perfect girlfriend. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> For those of you who are unaware, he hates Ruka-chan so much. So much so that I saw him respond to the official rent a girlfriends Twitter when it was saying to wish her a happy birthday. And he's like, no, I absolutely hate her. To which I had to quote them. And I'm like, happy birthday to Ruka-chan, Mikey's favorite character. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> you love it. Alright, you love it. I mean, come on. How could you You're be mad at her? You're on thin ice, She's, my friend. She, You're on she thin makes ice. Snacks, you this, know? this episode just reinforced my hate for Ruka-chan. You picked a bad time. <laughs> but uh, let's get the review of the latest episode of Rent-A-Girlfriend started, shall we? Can I... My, guys, I've said it every time. I'm going to keep saying it. Ruka is worse than Mami-chan. Okay, carrying on. Right, so Ruka's this his episode, favorite character. Don't let him lie to you. This episode was about celebrating our MC's birthday with um, his family. You know how the grandparents know each other. So him and our main love interest, I don't know why I'm forgetting all names today, um, were both invited because it's found out that he didn't tell his grandparents about... Um, Mizuhara. Her bit. Yeah, he didn't tell uh, grandparents about Mizuhara's birthday. 
Um, so they wanted a joint birthday. However, Mizuhara's grandmother is sick right now. So Mizuhara isn't able to make it. Um, and for some time now, Ruka's like his official girlfriend, kind of right now. He doesn't really want her to be, but she's kind of placed herself in that position. And she and um, Mizuhara's just the rent girlfriend. Um, obviously his family doesn't know that. You think they think Mizuhara is his real girlfriend and Ruka's just a friend. And Ruka goes in uninvited to this party and they're all like, Yay, Ruka, we're great to see you. Woo! And she tries worming herself into this family. And she tries worming herself into good books for everyone, etc., etc. And it's really crap. And I just hate seeing her manipulative side. And then we cut to Nanan asking, so where's, where's Mizuhara? And they ring Mizuhara, and Mizuhara's like, sorry, my grandparents are sick. And IMC cuts, and he's like, right, we're going to go outside, and I'm, I'm just going to talk to her on the phone for a minute. And he's talking to her, and I'm like, okay, it's great. You're, you're trying to tell her everything's okay. When you know it's not, but you don't want her to worry because Nan, you're such a great guy. I appreciate him. Then that absolute word I cannot say on stream, because I will get banned, comes up behind him and uh, snatches the phone off of him and basically says, you're a fake renter girlfriend. You're fake. You're not real. Leave me and him to be happy. Get out of this family. Get out of this life. I hate your guts. You don't belong here. Just leave. Make everyone happy. No one wants you. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, girl, you're just berating her for no reason. She didn't say a word of hurt to you. Like, you did the, last, the exact same thing in the last episode to mommy. In, in a YouTube video, this is where I'd have a cut to the review of me shouting the, uh, through the screen to Lam saying, I hated what she said to mommy. Um, and it just is infuriating to to no end of a degree. It's, it's maddening how angry she makes me. And then, but, you know, Mizuhara being the angel she is, realizes, okay, he lied to me. He ain't doing good. Uh, she told her grandparent, and grandparent easily, instantly kind of just got better and was like, you're going to that party. Go, run, leave, don't be here, go. Uh, and she basically goes and saves the day. And uh, you could see Ruka get angry because everyone started swooning over Mizuhara and everyone just kind of blocked Ruka out and she realizes she just can't compete. And then the most infuriating thing annoys me to fuck. So our MC's outside. He's like taking a minute, having the breather, being thankful for Mizuhara coming, etc. And he's about to walk back in and Ruka's there. And she doesn't say a word. He's realizing his talk. He's like, oh, okay, I'm going to pull go back in. And she pulls him down by his tie and kisses him without consent. Just just completely, no no word of a lie, just completely goes in for it, nothing. No warning. To tell he was uncomfortable, didn't want to be there, wanted to go back. All the signs of, I don't want to be here right now, just let me go past. And to me, to me, now I may be blowing this out of proportion a bit. Some people probably disagree with this. Probably think, oh, she's just trying to be cute. It's cute, finally, he gets his first kiss, blah, blah, blah. It's no. There's nothing cute about this. She was blocking his way. He didn't want to be there. He wanted to go back to the party with his family. She wasn't saying a word. And then she dragged him down and kissed him. Now tell me if that doesn't give you signs of something if I'm not actually allowed to discuss in stream. But you know what I'm trying to say here, right? Let me just put it like tell this, all right? Here's the thing. And I get mad when people say stuff like that is cute when females do it. Because if the roles were reversed, <laughs> there'd be, uh, you know, people storming out into the streets about the that particular situation from the way you're describing it. Exactly. It's, it's so wrong. And it makes me so angry that everyone's still like, oh, Ruka's so cute. Yeah, I love Ruka. Like, fuck off. I don't know. I don't know what your two pence is on that, but it just makes me feel sick. All right. So uh, moving along, we have uh, my favorite anime titer, uh, title. Not of all time, but one of the, you know, one of them. Uh, my stepmom's daughter is my ex. Hmm. So this episode is probably the most feel-good episode of this anime so far. Um, we have this new girl in the series who wants to be our MC's 
girlfriend. Um, sorry, I'm just gonna take a drink a sec. Fair enough, no worries. I noticed you didn't write anything for the next one and stuff, but... Uh, there's, there's a reason, there's a reason. We'll, okay. we'll get to it. Um, so, yeah, and it's really cute because the sister and her best friend are, like, trying to actually give her tips on how to confess to her, how to get close to him, etc. And to cut a long story short, she does everything they say and it's working. And then she confesses to him, and he's he goes to it, and he's like, "Yeah, we'd probably be really great together. We have lots of common interests. We 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 would fight, but we'd probably make up very easily." And he's given like all great reasons why they should be together. And he's like, "But I'm sorry." And he basically does this: "It's the not you. It's it's not you. It's me." And he literally does. He goes, "It's not your fault. It's not anyone's fault. It's not any person's fault. It's my fault." He said, "I'm a selfish being, and unfortunately, in my heart, I only have enough attentiveness to care for one person at a time, and that slot's already filled." Indicating towards his sister, and he states, "Like, look, this person probably doesn't deserve it, and they didn't ask for it either, but I can't help myself. I really care for this person." Not realizing that the sister and her friend was listening behind the window that was open, as they had just been given advice to this girl beforehand. So he basically rejects this girl who he has everything in common with and who is deeply in love with him uh, for his sister. And as sad as it is, at the same time, he doesn't explicitly state that he like wants a romantic relationship with his sister. It's just he cares for her and he doesn't have any room in his heart to care for anyone else. He's that kind of person. He is quite cold. He doesn't have a lot of emotions. And he does kind of let her down gently and he does pin all the blame on himself and he does explain himself very well. And it's, it's just... It was nice to see because he said, like, look, I just don't want to make this person who I care about cry. I don't want to upset her. I don't want to... And he doesn't realize that she's listening. So this is basically his loss this episode. Um, but it was like, you saw a whole new side to this character. It's like, wow, he does actually really care. He's not just trying to do this for to be an asshole. He, he really does care. Um, and it's it's kind of bittersweet. It's a very bit, bittersweet episode to see. Fair enough. Uh, definitely sounds bittersweet. It's definitely not going to be a harem anime then. <laughs> God, right, no, my uh, guy hasn't got it in him. Speaking of harems. Right. Harem and the Labyrinth of Another World, you have written no notes for. What's going on there, Mikey? I've seen it. Okay, I've seen it. All I can say for this one. Oh, yes, they've gotten down that road? Just watch it yourself. Watch it yourself. Um, Very good episode, okay? Very good good animation, very good graphics. Um, Very beautiful. Um, Very well drawn. Uh, Very well scripted. Um, Yeah. <laughs> Listen, for those of you who are just tuning in now and stuff, whether it's here or on Spotify later, for those who have never seen us and are wondering why he's being very uh, shy of answering what's going on in this episode, he has previously stated that this thing is borderline hentai, if not full on. So Pretty much. If he's not willing to talk about it, uh, now that you know that it's borderline, if not full on hentai and stuff, uh, I think you know where this episode went. Because we're streaming this on Twitch, I don't want us to get banned. So well, then I'm trying not to break that, I gotta put it on Spotify, iTunes, and all that other stuff later. Exactly. So yeah. uh, we're going to move on uh, to uh, yeah. <laughs> Call of Night. Mm, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God, I love this anime so much. Why did I rate it a 9 out of 10? It should be a 10 out of 10. This is episode 8, all of us. Very good episode, guys. Uh, we, learnt, we met his new childless friend, uh, the third one of their little group, uh, who is a boy. And they very they get along very well. Um, and unbeknownst to our MC, he is also in love with a vampire. A different vampire one we haven't met before. And as we learn more about him, we find out that he's more popular. 
and that you know he's becoming more similar to RMC though in the sense of wanting to go out at night, wants to become a vampire, looking like it's going to get it easier for him than it's going to get it for other people um, because he understands love a bit more. You know, it's it's it was nice to see finally another character, not just and not to be sexist, but it's nice to see another male. Okay, because we we've had we've been a female dominated cast extremely. I think we've had like six or seven MC females and just one MC male. Um, so yeah, very female dominated so far. Um, it's nice to see you making up with the other vampires as well since the last episode where all that action kicked off. Uh, as always, it's lovely to see you know the romance between him and, and his lady friend getting getting deeper. Um, but we're going into manga tenant territory with this one, okay, guys? Because I haven't, I, you know, I, I couldn't help myself. So he's kind of weird, this guy, okay? His whole thing is, to put out a spoiler tag for this before, before we go any further, he isn't going to become a human. Or he isn't going to stay a human. Or he isn't a human. We don't know which yet. Uh, what we do know is that he's a half vampire. We don't know if this is because how much he sucked his blood. We don't know if this is because of his parental lineage, which seems to be the main thing theory right now. And we don't know if this is because he doesn't quite understand love or anything, so it's kind of only giving him half the powers. What we do know is that his powers only activate when he sees blood. Um, and he gets super strength, super speeds, all this. So for anyone who have stuck around for those spoilers, being aware of the spoilers, who have only watched the anime, to answer your question, yes and no, he does become a vampire, and he doesn't. He's he's a half-breed. Um, much like our our lady friend here, who we also believe to be a half-breed, but we're not entirely sure. Like, she's got more control of her powers. Now, I think personally that he is learning to gain control of his powers, and that's why at the moment they can only be activated through blood sight of it um so i'm feeling that he is going to be you know the whole thing with his character is kind of anyway that he's stuck between two worlds so now that i'm thinking about it as i'm saying it out loud i guess being stuck between two worlds is very kind of symbolic to him being a half vampire like he's half human half vampire he is stuck between these two worlds he can't break free not even his identity his species what he is can break free because he's in both worlds um so as i'm realizing that more now as i'm speaking out loud yeah it's it's very representative as the anime as a whole like how how didn't anyone see this coming it's it's very much you know oh well it'd be too easy for instance if to, to compare it to other anime, wouldn't it be too easy if Naruto became the Hokage within the first hundred episodes? Wouldn't it be too easy if uh, Luffy be- uh, found the One Piece and became the King of the Pirates? Wouldn't it be too easy if Goku become God of all Saiyans, you know? Etc, etc. I can go on and on and on. Like, what if Fairy Tail Guild became, you know, the, ki- the kingdom, you know, ruler of the kingdom or anything like that, you know? You know what I'm saying? So, as with any anime, wouldn't it be too easy if he just became a, a vampire, a full vampire? You're like, okay, your your story, your mission is fulfilled, your story's over. So, I'm just surprised that myself included in the community as a whole, where I've been reading various threads and pages, just didn't see it coming that, oh yeah, he's he's, he's a half vampire. Uh, so, it's, it's a very interesting touch. And obviously, so far in the anime, we haven't actually seen him see the sight of blood either. He's only ever had his neck bit. And uh, we we don't ever... He doesn't ever see his own neck being bit because you kind of can't. You know, you kind of can't. <laughs> you okay? Yeah, I, I was. That was, like, my speech. No, oh, okay. my, my second. Yeah. Sorry, so, I lost my train of thought. I was thinking of something and stuff, and then I just he- heard you stop, so... <laughs> no, it's yeah. okay. It's okay. All right, uh, so moving along, a little announcement. Well, 
We are canceling a herbivorous dragon of 5,000 years gets unfairly villainized. Uh, I know your reasonings, but why don't you explain your reasonings before we move on to what it's being replaced by? To be completely blunt, guys, it's repetitive. It's boring. The, the animation is top tier, okay? As always with Billy Billy. And it makes me sad, but I have to drop it because... I don't want to review things to you guys at the end of the day that I'm not going to be enthusiastic about. Like, to me, I'm happy, for instance, to review... Let's use Call of a Night example. I'm happy to review, like, a Call of a Night, a Night episode that's total trash, and I, I'll rate, like, a 3 out of 10. But I'm not going to keep rating a series to you guys that I'm going to rate every episode, like, 3s, 4s. It's, it's just not worth our time, because it's just not good content. You guys already know how I feel about the anime. And for me, it's just... It's not doing it, and I don't want to sit there either spending my time watching these to review them when I'm just not enjoying it. So unfortunately, we are going to be dropping it. However, I've done a massive binge, and we are going to be replacing it with Classroom of the Elite. All right. So we get into that special edition review uh, in a little while. Oh, so you don't want to cover it right now? No, we'll we'll, we'll jump to the, the last Parallel. one, and then we'll let with it. All right, so Parallel World Pharmacy it is. So, guys, now, for me, I rate these animes, okay, but this one I just put in a total different league. This, much like Black Summoner, has not let me down in a single episode. And it didn't either this time. Episode 8, Influenza and the Dawn of the Pharmacy. Holy damn. So the guild is now working against him, and they've banned all of their members from interacting with him. They've banned all of their members from going to a store and everything. However, one member has a very sick daughter, and at the time, none of the other members' shops were open. So you can see where this is going. He kind of had to go to this pharmacy. It was his daughter, it was his job. And he starts to realize, like, our MC, he doesn't guess, okay, like these like these people do, like for dosages in, in this day and age right here, for kids, they just half an adult dosage. He's made weighing scales. He does everything deliberately. He does everything specifically. He's shown... He, he uses a mask, even, for instance. And he makes the, the guy who comes in, who's also a pharmacist, use a mask. Um, all explaining, like, look, all she has is a very sick cold while he thought she was possessed or something. But it's just influenza, which is the flu. It's just a very bad cold. Um, and he explains all this and, and prescribes her. And, you know, it's great. We get to see his skills at Ashford again. But unfortunately, because this guy interacted with him, and then decided in the guild meeting to speak up of how good his techniques are and calling out everyone in the guild saying, have any of you actually been to his pharmacy? Have any of you actually taken a look at what he's doing? The people go there because he's so good. The people go there because he's so cheap. The people go there because they trust him because he's doing real good like us pharmacists should be doing. All we're doing is going for the money. And they all get angry at him. They all start kicking off saying he's a traitor and things like this when he's speaking facts. And they destroy his store and take away his a license. Do you know what RMC does, Lamb? Can you guess what RMC does? Yeah, recruits him. Hell yeah, he fucking does. And then he goes and makes his own fucking guild, like a boss. He's got three shops under his name. This is a fourth now, technically. Uh, his first subsidiary, which is enough to make his own guild. So yeah, he's made his own guild now. Line up the next episode, because we can all see where this is going to end up going, am I right? Mm -hmm. I'm calling it now. All the other pharmacies in the town are going to go to him, apart from the stuck-up ones. I'm calling it now. Um, and they just can't compete. They can't compete because he actually has a heart. And it's uh, it's really nice to see. But I am also worried about how they're going to retaliate and how they're going to kind of damage him. Now well, we shall see what happens. So now we backtrack back to Classroom of the Leap. So uh, you binge-watched the second season so far? So guys, let me know I'm watching this in dub, okay? So I'm not up to late steps, so please... 
hit you in comments, don't spoil. But he uh, says, "Don't spoil." As we we run a thing that breaks down every freaking episode. <laughs> <laughs> the irony is not lost. <laughs> so, I binge watched, and some of this was a rewatch as well. All of season one and up to the latest episode of the dubbing of season two. My guy, I have no words. I, I'm pretty sure you've seen this anime. I'm you as well, Lam. Oh yeah, it was one of my recommended. I I, I wow wow. <laughs> Oh wow! Now, do I, you see why it's recommended? It's so good. I'm like, I wasn't expecting, like, for instance, uh, the one scene like, when he faces off against. Uh, I'm bad with names at the moment. It's a bit with me, but uh, faces off against the girl's brother. How strong he actually is! Mm, yeah, uh, like he can kick some serious ass. And like for the first of season one, right, the first half two thirds of season one, because you know it just showed that scene. Yeah, for the first half. Two thirds of season one. I really respected the guy. I was like, he's quite smart. Um, you know, they're coming around with the class. He's quite a good guy. And then we get to the island and season two. My boy is cunning, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Holy shit, not just cunning. He's almost downright evil. Like, I don't know how else to put it, but he's just got an evil aura about him. Like, pure and simple. He does everything for his own benefit as he reveals himself. We find out that he was raised in the White Room, um, which is kind of like... It's like a facility which is um, kind of doctrinates the children into like trying to be these geniuses. Um, and, you know, everyone's trying to manipulate him, but he's always one step ahead. And it's really interesting to see, like, they do these special exams so far. I'm not sure if it's seen season two, so I'm going to try and refrain. But That's fine, we're... because here's the thing and stuff. I just tune out when uh, it's something that I don't want to hear. So, <laughs> okay, I'm tuned out right now. So I'm paying so just like, enough attention to hear your voice, not enough attention to hear what you're saying, just due to the fact that I'm waiting to binge watch season two. So go ahead. So season one, guys, we see the um, the first trial, which was the one on the island, and they basically had to identify that each leaders of the uh, class correctly. And he dupes them all last minute by changing the leader because they had to have a good reason to change leader. And for his own benefit, mind you, he makes his friend, I'm putting that in like air quotes, you can't see me today, but I'm putting it in air quotes because he doesn't consider anyone a friend, um, illness um, in second place because he makes her stay right up until the last day um, and makes her faint and makes her be sick and gets worse and worse and worse. And then he lets her go, sacrificing 30 points. But, but, what this allows him to do is change his leadership over to himself and everyone you know, through their cheats and through their manipulation and their spies and stuff like this, all get it wrong. Class A ends up in last, uh, C ends up in third, B ends up in second, and, and D ends up in first. Which is like, oh my god, it's so great to see. Um, because the way the school is set out is based on the class D to A system, and you can rank up in classes, or your whole class can rank up based on class points, and who has the most. Now, my eyes are currently on class C, with that redhead guy. I don't like him. In the most recent trial, um, he kind of duped everyone by working it out. And he did what he said and found out who all the um, the hidden people were. So there was like VIPs and you had to identify who the VIP was. And there's like four different circumstances. You could do it and each would give you a different reward based on how you did it. Um, we find out that there's like a relationship that's being lied about. We find out that um, the blonde girl in class D, now I can't remember her name. Um, she was kind of being like bullied in a way, and she has a really sick past. Um, so we find out that 
he kind of he's kind of like really horrible to her but then to help her she's kind of like his puppet now he's like pawn that's why he sees everyone is just pawns but and i'm not sure if you're listening to this okay but i found someone i hate as much if not more than ruka chan can you guess who i'm talking about oh no he is really tuned out okay okay, okay i'm back i'm back you but you're back yeah 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 Okay, so I, 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 like I said, I tuned out. I tuned out. Okay, so I'm I'm not spoiling. So I'm not spoiling, but I want to ask you. Okay, so what I said before before you came back was, I found someone in this anime who I hate more than Ruka Chan. Can you guess who it is? (laughs) I forget the name. Give me a sec. It's okay. Give you all some details. This character is um she's kind of like a mommy chan of course they're but... giving me the character nameless and i'm still not recognizing it so i literally have to look at the pictures yeah <laughs> and as i'm looking at the pictures i'm refreshing my memory so okay if i had to guess it's probably where is she <clears throat> kikyo yep you hit the nail on the head my arm i hate your guts with a passion that's the one Honest. I was telling you about with the whole, like, secret little meeting and stuff and how she, like, is so friendly outwardsly, but he she got caught. So I'm not going to spoil for you, mate, but it just gets worse in season two with her. And, guys, I it's a great anime, but I didn't think it was possible to hate a character more than Ruka. But it does. And it's really weird because she's like a mommy-chan. And you expect me to hate mommy off the back of this, but she... I don't know what it is about this girl. I don't know what it is, but... The way that they like stylized her and portrayed her, I just no, no, get rid of her, please. Expel her, do something. So, so yeah, this it's very cool. You guys, you know, you see all these different characters, like the styles and mannerisms. But Jesus, Jesus, that some some of these characters, they just need to get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to reviewing it more because it's not what I expected from this anime. No so, worries. Uh, I'm happy surprised. I, I'm just happy you're finally watching it. I mean, remember, this was one of my recommended for a while. Oh, yeah, 100%. It took me a while, but I didn't think I could get into it to start with, but it was, well, it was really good. you see what I meant about it's kind of one of those, it's like, it's a slow burn, but at the same time, you can kind of see, like, the premise of the show kind of masks the amount of uh, psychology going on behind the scenes. Mm, they, and now you understand what I mean by that. So I'm glad you're finally enjoying that. <laughs> They're right. You're not so, wrong at all. So moving along, uh, did you remove? I think you did remove. Did it. I? I, I did. Uh, I did have Overlord Isakai Life and Devil as a part timer up ready to go. But it looks like you removed them. I'm not sure if I did because I had it. They were supposed to show up right after Parallel World Pharmacy. Then my PC might have spazzed out and did it, but I didn't. Do it intentionally. Um, okay, if you've well, already you got them, so things, I'll, I'll. If you did, you have um, anything for Overlord, I, I, my Isekai life, and Devil as a part timer, or so to let people know, uh, I don't have anything on them this week. So what we're going to be doing, as I mentioned, the before stream started, is like with this week where we had uh, a section dedicated to Classroom of the Elite. We're going to be dedicating the section to each one of those three as well in future podcasts coming up. Um, there's a lot of content to go over, whereas. The other episodes are kind of just like small, you know, I can only go into episode delves. Basically going to be going into series delves with these. Because as I'm going over these episodes, I'm realizing, especially with uh, Overload, for instance, I've ne- I'm have i reviewing it from season four, but I haven't really touched on previous seasons. And it needs to have its own dedicated, well-written out review first before I continue. Because I don't want to leave any of the audience behind when we are talking about stuff, stuff that's happened in the season four. 
without any of them understanding, well, what's happened previously? Why should I watch it? Because you're talking about season four, you haven't spoken about season one, two, or three. So that's the plan going forward for those animes. Don't worry, I am coming back to them. We are just, I'm just writing out on a, I've actually got a separate page to what we got this on right now that I'm going to copy and paste over. Uh, that I'm writing up uh, a kind of like a kind of documentation about each of these to go over it when I dedicate it in each episode. So uh, don't worry, don't worry, they're coming back. Okay, guys. All right, fair uh, enough. Then in that case, we're going to move along to our featured anime. And up first, uh, these are both cho- chosen by Mikey, by the way. But up first is an anime <laughs> I have seen, which is High School Prodigies Have It Easy, Even in Another World. So as always with the featured animes, guys, these are from more recent seasons than our uh, other animes. Um, they're ones that I have watched. They're ones that I highly recommend. Uh, I won't touch too much on them because I do like you guys to go and watch them yourself. But uh, watch the trailer, and I'll give you a little bit of a description afterwards. So that was the trailer for High School Prodigies Have It Easy, Even in Another World. So another isekai, guys. I love this anime. I'm not sure about you, Lam, but I love this show. It was it was very well done. I hope, I'm hoping for more of it, but the whole premise of these guys are like prodigies that have now been brought to this other world, and they're helping these people, uh, and they're like progressing their culture very quickly because of how much knowledge these kids have. It was such a good concept, and it was very well executed. Honestly, I can't remember much about it. It's been so long since I've seen it, but I recognize the title right when I saw it, and I do remember liking the anime, but I'm going to have to rewatch it and stuff. But like I said, it's been so long since I've seen it. Um, even it's... though it's not that old of an anime, it's one of those things, that I, I, I judge it based on like everything else I have going on. So I've seen so many animes after this and had so many other things going on that I can't remember much about it and stuff. I do remember enjoying it, but I just can't remember too much. No, I hear you. I get that. Um, so guys, the action is very good in it. The characters are very likable. But uh, you have a very good plot and uh, very well executed and not a plot I've seen before in, in the Isekai genre. So it's definitely worth the watch. Um, it's much, much, much along the lines of you have the overpowered MC, except it's not an overpowered MC, it's an overpowered cast of MCs. Um, so they're very much like One the liberators. Say that they have it easy in this other world. Exactly. <laughs> so... Um, and yeah, it's worth it's worth it, guys. I'm worth it's worth it. And whilst we're talking about overpowered MCs, let's have a look at the next one. Alright, so the next recommended is Wise Man's Grandchild, which I don't think I've seen. I like how the only real talking was towards the end in this trailer. Mm. <laughs> I'm so, still trying to figure out what the hell I just watched. So for those of you who don't know, um and is a surprisingly slept on despite his popularity. Which is two very contradicting statements. But this is one of the most popular and well-known anime in the isekai genre in the anime community. Um, when it comes to isekai, we're not just talking like Sword Art Online or things like that, you know, because that's more being put into a game world. We're talking being reborn into another world. We're talking, you know, ha- having these overpowered, insane abilities. And Wiseman's Grandchild does that perfectly. Um, put simply, it encapsulates everything that is brought to us in the in the Isekai genre and puts it into one show. Um, you know what the and funny for thing me, is, it's... Is now that I'm watching this trailer the second time as you're talking about it, I think I've seen this. It's just, yeah. it took me a while to jog my memory on this one, but yeah, I've seen this as well. This is what I call the pinnacle of um, the Isekai genre. This is what like a lot of animes will take inspiration from. 
this is what they'll use as like a base canvas and then add things or alter things to, to make their own Iseka show. Um, so it's very much the in one of the most influential shows in the in the in the genre. Um, so if you haven't seen this and you do like Isekai or you want to get into Isekai, please give it a go. Uh, is one of the gateways to the genre. Fair enough. And now we're going to move on to the Lambert C Show Recommends. And first, before we get into the Lambert C Show Recommends, I have to ask Mikey, you okay, bro? No. No, I'm not. I, I've been putting these off for a while because they are my, they are my you know, kind of, um, what do you call it, guilty pleasure? Yeah, um, well, no, the whole reason I'm bringing this up is because both of your recommendeds or I had to go the complete opposite direction because, you know, they, let's just put it like this. Both titles only have two words, but they're between both titles combined, there's two complete, two different words total. <laughs> All right. So there's four words. Three of them are the exact same repeated. So starting off, <laughs> we have Girlfriend, Girlfriend. So that was the trailer for Girlfriend, Girlfriend, Mikey. Go ahead. Still checking out anime. It's hilarious. Um... So it's about this guy who, who two times, okay, and they're both okay with it, kinda. Um, but then these other girls try to get involved. There's Rika, who wants to be, like, the third girlfriend. And then one of the girlfriend's friend, who's, like, not okay with this, and then eventually also wants to become a girlfriend. My guy's a Haram, Haram King, okay? He's running a rival Kirito here. Um, and, like, he gets away with it, which is even more funny. Like, it's bad, and I don't condone it, but it's hilarious at the same time. And, like, they, like, lock Rika out. They try to do everything to make sure that she doesn't come in. She, she literally stays in the rain. She camps outside. And she's a, she's a vlogger as well. Um, and it's just so... Such a hilarious show, honest to God. Um, I really enjoyed watching it. I didn't think I would, but it was super funny. Um, and, yeah, maybe I'm, maybe I'm being a little bit of a... Of a... Of a word I can't say, but... Uh, yeah, it's uh, they're good shows. The they're, they're very... I can't remember if I've seen this or not. It looks familiar, but I can't put two and two together. So I might have to watch it again if I have watched it, or just watch it for the first time. So I'll keep this one in mind. Moving along, we've got another Lambency show recommends. Again, you remember there's two total words combined. So this one has the second word. So instead of girlfriend, girlfriend, we now have domestic girlfriend, which is why I asked if you were feeling okay. See, I knew which one this one was right off the bat before the trailer even played because I remember watching this and having a good laugh at this whole situation but I wasn't the one who recommended this one so uh so yeah I'm I'm gonna put a massive spoil warning on this okay guys because I'm gonna get into this I love this anime okay and it is my guilty pleasure completely firstly I'm gonna say it has my favorite anime opening of all time it has one of the best openings and it doesn't deserve to have it like of all the anime I've watched just giving my favorite anime opening to this is just it's beyond me i don't understand but it is i can't help how i feel secondly you guys thought um that my stepmother's daughter is my ex it was bad you have not seen domestic guilt <laughs> okay so mr starts out with him sleeping with this girl losing his virginity just because she's got like no soul or anything like completely she's just like soulless okay um, whilst he has a crush on his teacher, their sisters, it gets worse. His dad marries their mother. That makes them his half-sisters. It gets worse. He continues to sleep with them, mess about with them, do all sorts of them, go on dates with them, confess his love to them, and they both fall in love with him. And I'm one of the odd few, okay? Now, I don't remember the names, okay? But everyone wanted him to end up with the black-haired sister, the younger one. Everyone. 
Every single person. And it was lining up that way. I wanted him to end up with the older sister, okay? The teacher. And it wasn't going that way until the younger sister comes down with, uh, I think she goes into a coma. Uh, and so yep. he ends up marrying the older sister uh, in the manga anyway, because th- this only had like 12 episodes, I want to say, yeah. in one season. Um, and it deserved more. It really did deserve more. The story was good. Whilst it's like one of those ones you kind of got to watch a secret, otherwise people are going to judge you. Um, it's very much a very heart-wrenching good anime. And whilst it's wrong being like, I want him to end up with this sister or this sister because it's incest, it's kind of not at the same time. And I mean, you kind of want to root for both sisters. They're kind of working against each other, but with each other. The older sister kind of doesn't want this to happen, but it's kind of inevitable. And I'm glad for once that the character that I want to win ends up winning, okay? But even if you guys don't watch it because you want to watch it, at least give the first three minutes to go just to watch the opening because the opening is chef's kiss. The opening is is fantastic. Great song, great personification, great imagery. Um, I, I just love it to bits. All right. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a banger. I will give you that. Moving along, but I had to switch it up. Did, did you intend a pun by there? Banger? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was planned. Okay. I had to uh, switch it up because I saw which route he was going. I was going to jokingly uh, add another title with Girlfriend in it, but I was like, nah, let's switch it up. So we're going to do Goblin Slayers. Okay, so that was the official preview of Goblin Slayer. So I'm not going to go into too much details. It's kind of a difficult anime to explain. I will, however, say that uh, if you can get past the first episode, it's a banger of an anime for those uh, but the first episode i have to give a you know graphic and sensitive content warning and stuff there is uh a lot going on in the first one that you have to bear through but if you can bear through it it is a great anime it centers around the guy called goblin slayer he is an a high-ranking adventurer that nobody quite seems to understand because he can take on all these quests if he wants to, but instead he chooses to choose ones that have to do with killing goblins. He has a thing against them, which you will find out why later on in the anime. And he never can quite seem to find a party until he runs across this white mage in this dungeon. Um, and he saves her in that dungeon after her entire party has been wiped out among many other things. Um, he's absolutely savage. You know, she wants him to save this one last member. I'm not going to say what happens, but Mikey, I'm sure you've seen this anime. You know how savage I, he is in this. I actually haven't um, oh, seen God. this one. Right. I've always meant to, but like you just said, I couldn't get past the first episode. If you get past so- the first episode, it becomes a lot more mainstream. It's that first episode is very sensitive, gory, all that other stuff. But once you get past it, it becomes a lot more like so- your typical. Uh, your <laughs> In that trailer anime. you just showed me, uh, I'm, I'm already sold from the opi. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And let me just put it like this: uh, a lot of people like the uh, mage. My favorite character is this. Damn it! I was hoping it would just. Stay paused right there. Damn it! I would be doing. This is my favorite character right here, the High Elf Archer Niall Toyoma. All right, which pretty cool. You know, she don't come in until later, so a little bit of a spoiler. But I'm telling you, like this is something that you have to see for yourself. But a lot of people do not realize how great of an anime this really is, simply due to the fact that they cannot get past the first episode. Uh, which is why I always say that if you can get past the first episode, this is 
a hell of an anime. Yeah, especially for anyone who likes this type of anime with uh, adventuring and battling. There, There's just so much into this. It's got some depth as well. I have heard very good things about it. Oh, it, it's a great anime. It really is. But the problem is, is I have a, I had a hard time putting it in the recommends as well, simply due to the fact that, like I said, most people, and as you said, most people cannot get past the first episode. Even you said you couldn't get past it. You know, no, it just, it just wasn't grabbing me. Yeah, I, I, that's, that's what it was for me. Well, the thing is, is that's a different thing. All right, so most people can't get past the first episode because of. Uh, how gory it is. Yeah, and there's, uh... Alright, there's no way to beat around the bush. So, there's, uh... The goblins try to R-word one of the characters in the first episode. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Um, and because of those two combined, the gore and the R-word, most people cannot get past it. But if you can get past it, this is well worth the watch, and and anyone can enjoy this anime. Wanted to speak to you live and stuff, because I said the same thing to Vex, uh, yeah, yeah. about how we know that you do Dungeons & Dragons. Vex and I are interested in learning, and we think it would be a great thing to do, like maybe a weekly or bi-weekly, co-host, okay. bloggers, everything else like that, Dungeons & and dragons kind of stream okay okay uh i'm i'm down i'm look i can look to set up i mean something. think about it think about it the, the way we are currently set up the only people my co-host talk to on a consistent basis is me you guys do like send each other links and little tidbits but that's about it there's no real communication between the co-hosts um there's a common denominator which is the show and you know me but if we can get uh, something going that uh, everyone can be involved in, I think it would be a great uh, bonding exercise and it could be quite fun. And I think not only just for us, but for the community as well to watch us get along as we play Dungeons and Dragons or whatnot. For sure. It's, it's something I can certainly look into and say, have, a, have a see of where, where I can kind of fit it in and uh, the frequency and, and things like that. But I'm, I'm down. I'm, I'm happy to, yeah, just, uh, to run a campaign. Let us know and people. stuff. We're willing to learn and I think it would be a real cool, especially if we get more co-hosts and all that other stuff, getting things that we can all do together. Yeah, I'm done. Because uh, we, we, we were honest. We're like, you know, as much as we hate we hate to say it, we're we're nerds at heart. <laughs> so, all right. So, moving along, though, we have the character versus character, which I wasn't. I did not choose my character till like twenty minutes before the stream started. <laughs> um, so, you decided to do charm and allure. So, basically, how likely they are to lure someone into bed and make you their pet. And then I chose. <laughs> then I saw your character was Akino. Uh, which was the first person that came to mind. So I'm like, you know what? I got someone who could beat you. And I'm like, Rias. But then I was like, you know what? No, that's too easy. Um, but I did so, choose an, I yeah. did choose another high school DXD character. So this week's okay, character versus character for Charm and Allure. Uh, mine was a lot harder, to, but once you she warms up to you she is very seductive so the image for this week's character versus character akino himajima by mikey and konako from me oh dude <laughs> i i i uh, i i mean for me me i'm gonna i'm gonna put this out there straight away before we get into it uh i refuse to take the l on this one <laughs> i'm not in like 
to me, she's like not quite. What's the blonde haired chick's name from DXD called? She's pretty sure she's like one of your favorites, Asia. I'm not into like the kind of like lonely kind of style characters, and she's like kind of a mixture of both. But I love her personality. So this is hard, but I'm gonna fight this one. <laughs> Let's go. See, here's the thing. My whole thing is, is I get why you chose her, but for me, that was way too fucking quick. She's on it way too fucking much. And <laughs> the re I'm, again, I'm not into the lolly characters that much either and stuff. Uh, but with Konako, all right, this was like three or four seasons in. She finally warms up to him. And at that point, it's like, that's just precious. You know what I mean? She's constantly trying to get his attention. Uh, like, my heart damn near melted when, you know, they're all fighting over him and she just pops up out of the sheets and stuff. Konako, what are you doing under there? This is my man. I'm just like, wait, what? Yeah. So, so when, when it comes to this, I think there's very two different sides of the same coin. So when it comes to this, with Akino, she's going to win when it comes to like, oh, you'd get your Akino, you need to go to seduce this guy so we can get some information on him. Okay, BRB, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do this. I'll be back within less than a day. She'll get it done. Okay. Our girl can be almost more seductive than Rias. Okay. Even if she is a narcissist. Okay. With Konako, if you're going to be put in a room with these two girls and you've known them for a long time, you're going to go with Konako because you know her personality more. She might not be as voluptuous, but when it comes to like who you're going to fall for or who you're going to like want to be with, it's going to be Konako. She's, she's nicer. She, she's a lot more charming. She's got a better personality. But when it comes to like, I'm here. I'm going to lure you. I'm going to ignore that. I don't agree with that. Okay, okay. I believe that Akano is a lot easier to get along with. She's a lot friendlier than Konoko is because Konoko's a dick. Konoko hates everybody and lets, especially the main character, all right? She lets him know over and over again how much she despises him, calls him the P-word all the time, you know, can't uh, can't stand him, just tolerates him until the third or fourth season, whereas Akino, from the get-go, is trying to do everything in her powers to steal him from Rias, all right? So, if you're going to go the friendly versus non-friendly route, you've got it twisted. Akino is the friendly one. Konako, don't care. You you misunderstand. So, what I was saying was, in terms of immediate immediate charm like you you go and you you need to go and get this guy we need information out of him go then akino is going to take it but what i was saying on our second point was over time once you've known both of these girls then konako will win is what i'm saying so after time konako is going to take the w she's going to be more more warmed up to you but when it comes to immediate akino is going to take it because konako is just not going to speak to you okay when you want appearances once she warms up to you, Konoko's <laughs> moves are smoother. I hate so, to break so it to you. Konoko has smoother moves once she warms up. The way I try to tally this down is, if I'm going to go off appearance, I'm sorry, if you tell me Akino's not going to win, you're going to be wrong. I'm just putting that out there straight away. Appearance, I would happily give to Akino. When it comes down to actual personality, I'd give it to Konoko, easily. When it comes down to time, it's going to go Akino because Konoko is going to take too long to warm up to you. She t- she literally took three seasons, you said it yourself, if not four, to warm up to our MC. And that's just our MC who's been with her like almost all the time. And then when it when it comes down to then thinking, okay, so who's who's better looking, who's more opinion? That's just down to pure opinion at that point. And then once you're 
in both ballparks. Personally, I think you've picked the only character that I could potentially tie with. Anyone else, unless you picked Rios. And there's a reason I didn't pick Rios, for obvious reasons, because no one could have beaten Rios. That would have just been god mode. That's like me going Goku in a regular fight. Um, anyone else, I don't think would have won. I was but... considering going for... Uh... What the hell's her name? Shion or Shuna or that the God girl, the Angel girl, uh, the Angel girl. So, but that's also I, that's also just because I I think she's funny. You know, I think she's to, hilarious. For me, she's actually my favorite looking character. But when I think about it, I think about like the general consensus of everyone. I'm like, even though she's my favorite, and then and the other I one go I was for gonna it. go for was a blue haired girl. But that's just because she's constantly like, all right, it's time to make a baby. <laughs> yes, she. she, she, she I mean, uh, to be fair, she, lure you into the bed. All right, <laughs> she does that quite well. <laughs> but no, I'm still gonna stick with Konako. Yeah, you you stick with Konako. I think, like I say, both take the W, but it depends on the situation. Mm. Mm-hmm. But, but so, uh, it's a, it's a I, good, I like it's the a good images matchup. I chose for both. Let's just put it like that. <laughs> oh, 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 easily, oh, easily. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know what to look at first. So yeah. <laughs> uh, no, honestly, uh, those I think were the best for this particular. Those are the best images I think I could find for this particular kind of uh, versus battle without going into the uncensored. <laughs> So you know, I hey hey, I agree, I agree. You know, if I would have if I would have gone any uh, more tempting, it would have gone into uh, Twitch uh, <laughs> <laughs> among many other things. Yeah. All right, so now we're going into this week's news, which you are apparently typing up now. So I just added to it. So I haven't got a lot of news this week, actually. That doesn't mean a much that came out in the in the anime or JRPG community, but I got a couple little snippets. So, first off, I've written Solo Leveling Recap. I didn't mean to actually write Recap. It's just news on Solo Leveling that came up. So, it's an inspiring image... Uh, sorry, inspiring message uh, from the author of Solo Leveling, Chu uh, Gong. And he said, about six years ago, when I was writing the very beginning of Solo Leveling, if, if someone had said to me, novel you wrote will become a comic, I bet I'd have told them to stop pulling my leg. But now I'm told that it'll be animated? Seriously, stop pulling my leg. But these days, I'm feeling excited and thrilled. Since I'm still half uh, doubting that this is real, I want to see Jinwu and the other characters get animated soon and feel relieved. I'll keep working diligently while looking forward to that day, lol. Uh, Gong, which is the original creator of Solo Leveling, which is due to be released in 2023. Um, I just love seeing this little thing, you know, it's, it's nice to see creators actually talk out about this and uh, speak up about their work. Because this is probably the most anticipated anime for next year currently. And it's just it's just great. Like, we've got Bleach most anticipated for this year. Uh, but next year is definitely solo leveling. So keep an eye out for that one, guys. No worries. Bit, um... for, for those wondering what's in the background and stuff, this is the only hint I'm going to give you for the announcement coming in the next week. This is going to be involved with it. But this is a the Lambency Show Cellular Collection, which is a... Uh, a listing that has heavy-duty cases, regular cases, and AirPod cases for your devices. I don't know if you actually saw this one yet, Mikey. I guess, yeah, I, I see it. It looks cool. Uh, I'm uh, I'm loving the look of it. It looks pretty clean, right? It does indeed. All right. So uh, let's continue with the news. So now we have JRPG news, which sometimes we don't touch on in a week, but I've got two pieces for you this week, guys. Uh, I'm not going to do them in order, though. I'm going to do them in reverse order. Soul Hackers 2, guys. Now, I'm not sure, like I say, being the, the game news channel, if Vex touched on this one at all, but this is a game by Atlas, part of the 
uh, SMT world. So that's Shin Megami Tensei, that's Persona, that's all all the games that come out of that franchise. Uh, Soul Hackers 2. The first thing I pulled up when I searched it is Game Ranks presents is Soul Hackers 2 a Persona game. <laughs> <laughs> so. I myself sadly haven't been able to get this yet because your boy's broke. We're going through a recession. I really wish I could afford to get this and play this right now, but I can't. Um, it looks amazing. It's been done really well. It's getting quite a few rewards and good ratings already. Some people say it's lacking in certain areas, but when I've read delved into it, it's actually the case that they just haven't looked at all the systems available in the game. It's kind of funny. Um, and I'm, I'm just really looking forward to playing it. And sadly, I don't know how long I'm going to have to wait, but I'm like trying to avoid all streams and, and like spoilers about it. But at the same time, like the designs of those characters alone are enough to sell me. Um, it, it's very well done. I love the Persona series. Atlas is a great creator of games. So you guys, you guys should definitely keep this one as an eye to watch if you like turn-based games, uh, and especially if you like games like Persona or Shin Megami Tensei. You should, you should give it a go because it's it's well worth your time. Uh, and the last piece of news I have, guys, uh, Lamb. I've actually got tra- a short trailer of this if you want to go to my Twitter account. So yes, guys. So Vera 2.0 has dropped a trailer uh, for the global release of Tower of Fantasy, and this is what it's looking like. Uh, it's very beautiful. Uh, I'm very impressed with how they've so far kind of released straight away in, in the first patch, because obviously it came out in China first. I'm very impressed with how they released the first world in its entirety, but gated it so that every day we'd unlock a little bit more story content. Our uh, Every two days, the level cap increases by two levels. Uh, so they're slowly re- introducing more equipment and stuff that's already in the coding. There were, now, a lot of people are kind of, like, up in arms about the gated stuff, but a lot of people are enjoying it because it keeps them coming back instead of them binging it all in, like, a week and then just saying, okay, I'm done with this for now. Um, I've mentioned it pro- before, but it's, it's pretty much like Genshin 2.0. It's better. Um, you've got a lot of content to look forward to. So we've got the whole world of Vera to look forward to. We've got the artificial island and the personal island both coming. Uh, for those of you who don't know, t- in September 1st, the Frig banner drops, uh, which is an ice sword user, uh, one of the enemies of the series. You, if you've played the game, you would have known she's been quite prominent in the series so far, um, which also means you only have a few days left now to pull for Nemesis. So if you haven't pulled for Nemesis, I seriously suggest you do, because she is, be- she is the meta right now, and you will not be able to get through PvP without her either. Now... Is shaping up to be really good. People are going wild about it right now. The only thing they really have a complaint about is the system of purchasing in-game currency. They're only currently allowing um, bank, uh, debit and credit cards. They don't allow other forms of payments such as PayPal. Um, and that is proving to be a bit of an irk for some people. Um, as, as other payment methods could help the company a lot, but... Likewise, Genshin didn't have these from the start, so I wouldn't be too worried. I imagine as the game gains more popularity and they're more confident in the global release of the game, uh, they'll probably add them in. But the the Chinese release has done really well so far, but this is already doing even better. So you guys you guys need don't want to sleep on this game. It's, it's really fun. It's really good. If you like your gacha, if you like your MMO games, then uh, give it a go. Uh, if you've been following me on Twitter, you would have noticed I've been sharing a lot about it. Uh, so if, if you want to know more, feel free to hit me up. And uh, my server is Magenta uh, on the EU server, and people have actually made the Discord for the server as well. So people are going quite literally 
full ham for this game right now and uh, it's great to see all right so what else do we have anything else that is actually the end of our news for this week i don't have anything else there's been no other news come out about anime uh as always i'll, I'll remind everyone to say guys look forward to bleach keep up keep up the bleach hype because we are we are getting it we're getting there you know it's, it's going to be the best anime of the year keep an eye on it but uh, other than that, I really don't have anything this week. It's uh, been, been a quite old week in the industry. Uh, that being said, though, we're going to go find somebody to raid now. So let me refresh my browser. Let's see who I got. You know I what? I have not raided this guy in a while. He's a cool dude. Uh, his name is FF Steve, or in other words, Final Fantasy Steve. Uh, we're nice. going to hit him with a hashtag Lamity Raid and show him some love. Oh, uh, yeah. That being said, though, that is going to be the end of this podcast. We hope you guys enjoy this podcast. And until next time, you guys enjoy yourself. <laughs>